Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. You can check out new episodes of the show every Tuesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. If you missed an episode or want to get more information about the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. SoupX, the Startup Expo, North America's premier startup conference, is March 6th and 7th, 2017, in sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Affordably priced, SoupX is a two-day international conference featuring workshops, panels, speeches, a $50,000 startup competition, and over 100 exhibitors. For more information, go to sup-x.org. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Rishi Chowdhury. He's the co-founder at Incubus Ventures. Rishi, welcome to the show. Hi. Nice to be on. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. I I think you guys have like kind of an interesting concept with, or at least how it started. But maybe before we kind of get into that, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up. Sure. Um, So I grew up actually... um, in a place called Warfield, just outside of um, London. It's probably about now outside of London. Um, very much to kind of a family where uh, my parents have been in sort of long, um, in jobs for a long time, you know, um, sort of for, for my whole life, essentially. And so um, that was kind of the career that I was going to follow. Um, kind of left school, not really knowing what I wanted to do, got to university and did where I did a business degree. Okay. Um, what what made you sorry. want to take business in school? Uh, well, I think it was partly because um, I originally wanted to be an architect. And, okay. And um, I didn't quite do so do that well in the in the studies. Um, so on the academical side of things, I was always I was wanted to be more practical, and that's not really how our school worked. It was all about the kind of um, theory and the kind of reading books and doing test-based stuff. That so I wasn't, you know, that wasn't my strong point. Um, and uh, business, I kind of seemed to naturally um, have a flair for, um, and kind of, you know, did the usual kind of buying and selling stuff at school when I was younger as well. So um, I decided to keep that going and, and carry on uh, down that path and see where it led me. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. So you, you graduated university. Kind of walk me through your career before you decided to kind of co-found um, Incubus. Sure. So um, I went to Kingston University okay. to do my uh, business degree. And uh, while at university, again, I very much found the uh, going to lectures was um, mind-numbingly boring. And uh, <laughs> I, sure. I basically sit there and wonder why I'm listening to uh, someone read me a book from the 70s. Um, sure. So it, it didn't engage me. And um, soon after, I kind of had a way to kind of help myself I uh, get through paying, you know, for university tuition and accommodation and stuff like this. I uh, I started a business which was around um, sort of buying and selling trainers, and that evolved um, from purely from buying at the local market and selling it in in university campus okay. where um, students were too lazy to go <laughs> to go down to the market. Sure. Um, and 
uh, essentially that kind of evolved into where I was creating custom uh, trainers for university students across the UK. Interesting. Um, that happened. That happened quite quickly, actually. So within the uh, nine months, we had gone from sort of just a few trainers here and there from the market, some of them at university, to actually ordering them from um, a manufacturer. Uh, we had one in China and one in Italy, and, um, and then selling that on a, on a much larger scale across uh, different campuses in, in the UK. Um, and actually bumped into someone um, from my university as well who ended up um, buying the business after sort of nine, ten months. Okay. So that was a nice kind of win to start off with and uh, really kind of reinvigorated my kind of love for business and, and that kind of side of things. So um, I basically, I failed my first year because I uh, never went to lectures. I was doing this business instead. Okay. And uh, so in the second year, I had to retake one of the modules and I had a lot more time on my hand. Um, so again, I reinvested the money into another business, uh, this time with my um, with my housemate at the t- time. Okay. Um, and at that point, we uh, did a student travel company. So um, taking students, sort of maybe 50 to 100 at a time to a mansion somewhere in the UK, out in the countryside. Um, nice big house and swimming pool and we could have a great party in over, over the weekend. Um, and that was the premise for it. Um, it's, uh, it got a lot of kind of early traction, um, but we had problems with getting money from students and making sure they paid and paid on time. Sure. Um, we also had problems with the fact that um, we didn't, own the properties. So um, typically with student <laughs> student parties, they're not the most, uh, let's say, friendly on, on the house. And, sure. Um, so we, we didn't often get invited back for a second time. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> there was only a limited number of places we could go to, let's say. Um, so, so a lot needed working on, but uh, we kind of ran out of uh, cash before we really got a got a chance to get it going so that was again about sort of nine months or so okay um, interesting but I'll, but that got my kind of interest in in the whole startup world and when i left university i i joined a startup um called huddle which was sort of maybe about 15 people at that time yeah. um so i did that for three years i managed to see them grow from uh, you know, a small business uh, with a, a freemium business model to um, to growing into something which was about 160, 170 people when I left. Wow. Um, and it raised sort of $40, $40 million. Um, you know, the culture had changed, the, the processes had changed. Uh, and there was a lot of, you know, stuff that I learned from that kind of process and seeing how they, you know, changed to a scalable business model as well and targeted larger enterprise clients, um, all of that was kind of the foundation for uh, Incubus. And that's when we decided, myself and George, who was a colleague at Huddle, that we wanted to get back into uh, the entrepreneurial world and start our own business. And we could use a lot of what we learned and the contacts we had made during those years, um, you know, at, at Huddle. Sure. So 
how, what is Incubus and kind of why did you guys decide to co-found this together? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so Incubus uh, essentially connects startups with uh, commercial deals at large enterprises. So we help companies over sort of a three-month period. Okay. Um, with workshops and masterclasses, um, which come from sort of industry leaders or founders who've been there and done it before in terms of scaling a business, um, or other kind of industry kind of experts. And so uh, they come and they help uh, from everything from, you know, how to um, build, a, you know, lead generation, how to go through the whole process of, of procurement at a large enterprise, which is often very different from selling to small and medium-sized enterprises. Sure. Um, and how to, you know, keep your cash flow, you know, going as well during that, that sort of longer sales cycle. Uh, so it helps with everything on that kind of side of things. And then the main kind of benefit is really the introductions that we do. So we very much focus on um, running events and sessions um, with mentors where we can engage the startups with key decision makers and gatekeepers uh, and influencers within large enterprises that we work closely with. Sure. Uh, so it gives them an opportunity not only to learn the internal processes of those companies, um, but also <clears throat> they're very much looking for new technologies uh, that can help with you know, creating efficiencies for the company or helping improve the customer journey. Um, and those companies can, can plug those gaps and, and uh, essentially say they're working on commercial pilots as well um, with, with these kind of large enterprises. So it really is meant to help take them from trundling along and selling uh, into small, medium-sized enterprise uh, companies uh, and ensuring that they can then go on and sell into large enterprises uh, and continue to do that once they've left the program. Sure. Okay. No, and I want to cover the program and kind of dive deeper into a little bit. But when we originally talked, you mentioned like you guys actually started off with like a bus. So do you want to kind of walk the listener through kind of the early stages and kind of the the reason and the story behind kind of getting a bus and starting this whole thing? Yeah, absolutely. So we began, uh, let's say, maybe... Before we left Huddle, we used to, uh, myself and George used to run a number of events and startup scenes. Okay. And so the events that we ran were very much focused around helping early stage entrepreneurs with, uh, you know, the basics. So, you know, a lot of companies fail in the first year, you know, it's well known. And uh, a lot of these kind of reasons why they fail are actually super simple stuff once you've been there and done it before. Um it's, it's often overlooked, you know, when you're running your first business. And so, essentially, we wanted to come come in and help those companies which were just starting, uh, help them through a three-month program which can guide them on, you know, how to get started, how to get a product into the market, how to get your early, early customers, your early bit of traction. And that's where we decided that we should do this um, Full time as something opposed to you know over events, and we left our jobs and decided that actually we'd like to do something a bit different. Uh, and doing something a bit different was buying a bus. Sure. 
the original idea was that we travel around and be able to showcase the startup okay. at different events. We'd be able to have them uh, meet investors from around the country, meet clients from around the country, um, that kind of thing. So we bought the bus. We raised a bit of money via crowdfunding um, on the platform called Cedar. Okay. And uh, we renovated the bus. We stripped out the interior. Um, and we put in desks, which wrapped around the top. Um, there was some meeting rooms as well downstairs. Okay. Um, and sort of like a kitchen slash breakout space. Um, that served as our home for about the first six months of the business. And we sat on there um, during the sort of the late summer uh, when it was really hot. And then uh, during the uh, start of winter when it became really cold. And uh, we, uh, we we kind of felt the seasons very, very closely on the bus. <laughs> sure, I can imagine. Um, so, so those first six months were really interesting, but it gave us an opportunity to learn how we can best use it. It was great in terms of marketing, in terms of getting our business uh, out there and people knowing what we're doing and, uh, and that kind of thing. So um, that was a really good experience and, um, you know, helped our business massively in the early days. And the bus also helped with cash flow. So in terms of, you know, we, we could hire the bus out to take it to events and right. have startups showcase at those events. And so all of that kind of helped us as we developed and learned and figured out what the best type of program to offer was. Um, so we then moved into proper offices. Um, the bus kind of continued in its role as doing events. Sure. Uh, but it no longer hosted startups on the bus. Um, but and, and to this day, it still carries on um, doing events for uh, corporates, for startups, for investors, for a whole range of kind of activities uh, throughout this kind of a startup's career. So, and, and we kind of moved into the offices. We, we obviously grew the number of people and the size of the, the programs. Um, as we learned more about the market and what startup challenges were and, and how we could best help through our network um, and our experience and our mentors' experience, um, which led to, to kind of the program as it is now, which, which I mentioned before. Sure. So, no, I, I think that's awesome. And I love how you guys kind of did the whole bus thing as kind of marketing, right? Like, and... You kind of you guys did something to kind of promote the brand, and you like, and now you're you're moved into offices. You're running this program, which you kind of quickly gave a overview of before. But I, yeah. I I love that, right? And I love that you guys did something kind of different and kind of inspiring for other people. Um, so you kind of yeah. gave. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it was it was, an, it was a very kind of interesting space at the time because you know a lot of incubators and accelerators were popping up and. You'd hear people going, oh, not another one. What is this <laughs> one doing? Um, you know, and uh, yes, the bus was kind of a, a little bit of a gimmick in the sense that it made a lot of noise. It got the press. It got people remembering you. You know, I remember getting to events a couple of years ago and people were like, oh, you're the bus guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, uh, thankfully now, you know, people remember my name. But it was, sure. you know, it was, a, it was a great start of a conversation. Sure. when you could then go into, you know, the real value that we were offering. And uh, 
and then we kind of, you know, we figured it out as as we went along. We figured out the market, we figured out, we, we really focused a lot on doing our research in terms of what people need, where the best kind of help can we can provide, and and that's how it kind of developed. But it, it was a really good way of, you know, throwing us into the market, especially as we were quite young. Sure. Myself and George, you know, were both sort of, well, 21 and 25. And so um, when when you're in this kind of space, obviously age becomes something that people will look at. And sure. uh, imagine there was anyone else uh, below the age of 30 running sort of an incubator accelerator at the time. So uh, that was certainly uh, another kind of benefit to it, I think. Sure. Well, to be honest, like that's kind of how I heard about you and reached out to you, right? Is because you guys did something different and unique to kind of get the brand out there and and kind of d- dive into this whole kind of thing. And and you're right. I think just kind of being young and whatnot can actually change some things. But I, I think like it kind of validates what you guys are doing when you can kind of get your own kind of name and 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 thing out there. But I do kind of want to dive a bit deeper into the actual program and you kind of gave a quick overview of what you guys are doing with that, but do you kind of want to maybe cover like how do, how do people apply and is there certain industries and stuff that you're looking for? Yeah, sure. So um, we actually kind of launched a new, um, a new program called Momentum. Okay. So um, you can find that through MomentumLondon.com. Okay. Uh, but essentially, it's really focused around um, growth opportunities for later stage startups. So that is helping. Uh, it's, it's all focused only on B2B startups or B2B2C companies um, that have some traction already. They're selling into small, medium-sized companies. They've got that kind of revenue coming in. Uh, they've probably raised a, a, you know, a seed round or so. Um, but they're really focused on that kind of making the step up to the next level and how do they consistently sell to large companies and how can they then scale within those large enterprises as well. So we're focused on um, essentially providing a a few key things through the program. One is the opportunity to pilot with large enterprise brands. Okay. Uh, Two, we want to help uh, the startups shorten their sales cycles. Sure. Um, we find it really important for them to obviously, uh, you know, if they're working with trying to sell into a large enterprise and it's a really long um, kind of sales cycle that can really affect their um, their cash flow. So we're, we're kind of focused on, on ensuring that we can shorten sales cycles for them. Uh, and then the next thing is also kind of that exposure to a really um, high-level network. So a network of you know, C-level executives at large brands, uh, but also uh, really strong investors uh, from sort of angel and VC, um, and also a strong network of founders that uh, they can grow with as well around them, but also, you know, some that have been there and done it before. I think those three things really provide a lot of value in terms of helping a company go from, you know, a small company to going and scaling that business and, and being able to then, you know, if they've got those fundamentals, they can go and take that and replicate that in different kind of um, locations. Sure. And so, so that's kind of the key thing that we're we're looking at doing on this program. Sure. So, how do you guys find these companies to kind of partner with? 
Um, because are they kind of skeptical at first because, you know, they're maybe they don't want to deploy kind of startup software in their organizations or kind of walk me through how you guys work with these large enterprises? Sure. So it's a really good question, actually. I think um, over the past few years, um, startups has become this buzzword that all corporates kind of want to work with. And um, talking to uh, kind of companies is not the biggest kind of problem. We're we're very good at building um, a network, and, and we've done that over a number of years now with large companies. Uh, what we've had to do is really find and talk to the companies that we feel are open to working with startups and or learning about how to work with startups. And um, what we found is, is you know, obviously procurement is, is not set up to work with startups in a lot of these companies. Sure. And... Um, our focus is on, for one, helping them better work with startups, but also helping startups understand what they can do to make it easier for the corporates to, to push through um, you know, their technology and their service with, within their company, um, whether it's a, a certain department or a certain location or, or you know, um, even within, within the whole company. Um, so we've built a range of kind of companies that we work with, which are very much forward-thinking companies. They're looking to implement new technologies. They they understand that these new technologies are coming in, and they want to find their competitive advantage and and not be following, um, you know, others once they've done it. Sure. Um, so they are willing to to put in the time and investment in terms of mentoring, speaking, and engaging with the startups through a program like ours. Okay. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it gives startups a real opportunity to go and show how they can massively help um, large enterprises such as uh, the ones that you'll find on our mental page. But also they, they provide a learning process for the employees of the companies we work with, sure. the brands. Uh, you know, for them, they don't they don't only get the technology; they also get um, their employees involved, and, and they get to understand. Um, especially our sponsors get more engagement um, with the startups, but they get to get their employees understanding why working with startups is of value and how it can help, and ways to improve the process to be able to do that. Especially as we start to get senior management buy-in as well. Sure, um, and it's a key part of why we work with, you know, senior members and mentors from from these companies, um, because once they're on board, it's a lot easier to get the rest of the company on board, um, and understanding what, you know, what in what is involved with working with startups. Um, so you know, the three months is very much focused around um, ensuring we do get the different. Uh, stakeholders from within side large brands involved right. in the program um, and making sure the startups have, and, and making sure both sides really understand how to work with each other um, and during those three months we can help foster those relationships and, and see those kind of grow sure so are you guys um, reaching out to these companies to get them kind of on board or are or are they reaching out to you guys or a bit of both 
Um, a bit of both. Okay. So it probably originally started with mainly us going out to um, people that we had targeted, that sure. we had seen that we'd, we'd find them really useful in the program. As it's grown and we, we've built our kind of mentor network, um, through word of mouth mainly and through referrals, um, we get a lot of kind of inbound as well in terms of companies coming to us. Uh, mentors from certain companies coming to us as well. Um, so we have a really good uh, program team that we've hired to be able to, you know, manage that and, and build those relationships. Um, and, 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 you know, we've, uh, we take applications every few months as well for mentors um, on the website and we, and we promote that out um, through our networks. Um, so it has become a bit more of a kind of inbound and outbound Sure. Uh, we're, we're always looking to, um, you know, see what's happening as well with companies in the news. And if we see a uh, company doing something which we find really interesting and, and, you know, they have an understanding of startups already through through other projects or, or kind of pilots, then um, there's certainly ones that we'd be interested in talking to. Sure. No, no, that's great. So I'm, I'm curious then, you kind of mentioned... Um, the program teaches how to shorten the sales cycle with these big enterprises. Can you walk me through kind of what you guys do or teach, or is it a lot of it just because you have this network and you have these kind of enterprise, you know, connections and you're, those enterprises are kind of working with your startup? Is is that kind of how that works or, or walk me through kind of shortening that sales yeah. cycle? Yeah. So on the shortened sales cycle part of it, a lot of it is to do with the fact that we can put them straight in touch with okay. uh, the key decision makers. Sure. Um, through, through the program, we have access to um, the right people for them to talk to already. But because we've already opened those conversations with them, they trust us, the uh, brands. Um, and what we've done is essentially the due diligence for the brands on the startups. Okay. Um, so that helps initially with the shorten sales cycle um, through the program. But through, through our masterclasses as well, what we like to have is the, um, the, the, the key employees who work on procurement side of things within those large brands will also come in and say, here's how our process works from the inside. Here's how you can better navigate that um, to be really efficient from their perspective. So from the startup side, is the, the most efficient they can be, and here's the people they typically would need to speak to, and this is the process they'd go through. Um, and the better they understand that, the better they can prepare for that um, and know what needs to be done to help speed things um, through that cycle. So that hopefully, not only do they get the shortened sales cycle benefit on our program, but also once they leave our program as well. Sure. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. So. Is there kind of specific verticals that you guys prefer to get kind of startups in or does it really not matter or does it really reflect kind of the companies that you guys are currently working with or have the ability to work with? Yeah, so we typically work with sort of companies that you'll see in the FTSE 100 or the FTSE 250. Okay. Um, so it's a really wide variety in terms of the brands that we have on board. Okay. You know, a lot of them tend to be retail, but it's, it's a lot more uh, widespread than that. 
Okay. Um, startups we work with, we typically want companies who are either going to be helping create efficiencies or improving security for, for large enterprises, or they're working on some part of the customer journey and improving that side of it. So whether it's through engagement or experiences or customer loyalty, those side of things. But the main kind of thing that we we're looking for is creating the that B2B um, connection there. So making the connections between company which can is capable of selling into a large enterprise. Okay. Um, hence companies that have a product or a service already built. Okay. Something that can be piloted uh, at you know even a small level within a, within a large enterprise. And we have consultancy partners who can come in and help uh, the startup scale within a um, within a brand as well. Okay. So, yeah. So, are are you guys kind of taking people from anywhere on the globe, or just kind of the Europe, or or kind of walk me through your geographical kind of? If people apply, do they need to be from a certain geographical region, or does it not matter? Uh, not specifically, no. So what we do, we typically have a lot of applications in the UK, obviously, because we're based here and this is where uh, we you know, focus our marketing on. Um, but we do get applications from U- uh, Europe and the US um, uh, and some from Asia as well. Um, really what we're looking for is they have some sort of uh, operations in the UK. Because gotcha. uh, the brands we're working with, especially the, the kind of mentors and stuff, are... Mainly, I mean, we do have um, kind of contacts at their other uh, sites, you know, across across the globe. But it's mainly the key decision makers are are based in the UK. Sure. Um, so they would need to have an employee based here as well um, to be able to attend sessions. Right. Um, and and act- actively looking to kind of expand the the revenue which comes from the UK market. So. Um, you know, we, we can have companies which are maybe expanding into the UK, sure. um, already kind of proven it in, in maybe another country and expanding into the UK. That, that's kind of one side where we see things mainly. Um, but other than, other than that, we, we do a lot of focus in terms of outbound and, and marketing stuff uh, solely in the UK. Sure. No, that that makes sense. And I, I could see that if you're in another country and you want to expand it to the UK, it makes sense. So I, I'm curious, yeah. then, how do you guys monetize what you guys are doing? Because do you have investors? Are you self-funded? Do you take equity? Does it really depend on kind of the startup situation or, or kind of how do you guys fund all this? Sure. So um, we, uh, we we're not your like an accelerator or an incubator or any of those types of models, uh, we're very much focused on, you know, a later stage program, which is a service fee kind of model. Okay. So we charge startups a set uh, fee um, and then we don't take any equity. Okay. Um, typically at this kind of later stage, we don't want to be taking equity because that can affect um, their ability to raise investment later. Um, and it's certainly more in terms of valuation. The amount you're taking becomes uh, a larger part of, of of what the company's valued at. So um, we see the best terms to purely be, um, you know, fee-based per program, so per start per startup per program. And uh, uh, that so far has you know got the best response as well from startups. So that helps us cover 
cover the cost of the program. In terms of then looking to to continue the growth of that, we also have sponsorship opportunities open for um, the brands. So if any of the companies want to specifically work um, in greater detail with the companies, and, and that means you know coming in and saying, here's the problems we have internally. Um, maybe they'll, they'll, you know, some of the startups may be able to, or may be working on, on products that can fill those kind of gaps, but, but those companies can come in and, and essentially pitch to the startups. Um, they also get the chance to come in and, and see the progress of the startups on a week, weekly basis. Um, as well as being able to create sort of um, outlets where they can test new technology, so in a physical space. Um, so that adds kind of another dimension to what we do. Um, but the way we do it is then that helps us um, fund growth within the company, and then for the sponsor, for the brands which are which are getting. Um, which are providing the sponsorship, they get the opportunity to interact with, uh, you know, much larger engagement with the technologies that we're, we're kind of bringing onto the program. Um, and, you know, essentially staying ahead of the game and, uh, and everyone else that is in the market. Um, sure. Those are the kind of main ways that we fund um, us. Got you. Um, the events, the bus runs as well as always a nice little sideline but it's uh, it's more of a kind of a, uh, just to top up sure well and you guys work with some like huge brands like I'm just kind of even on your mentors page right now and just for people listening like yeah. you know pretty much Unilever like eBay Canon Domino's you know Moo like all these yeah. These are kind of like huge global brands. And you have others. I'm just trying to name a few that I think majority of listeners in kind of North America would have heard of. Um, and then kind of sure. obviously you have some other big brands that are, you know, kind of global as well. But I, I think that like you guys are working with these huge companies, which is, is great, right? It's, especially if maybe there's some people kind of a little, struggling a little bit with how to kind of get involved with these brands. I think what you guys are doing is is yeah. really awesome in that space, right? And you guys already have these relationships and you guys have already, these companies understand that they need to innovate and work with startups and who knows, might they might even acquire the startup at some point, correct? Well, there's Absolutely. a chance. Yeah, so uh, there is, yeah, there's lots of opportunities that can, can come out of it online and, um, I think we we kind of looked at the space about sort of a year ago now and thought it's really nice that companies are raising money and uh, you know there's there's loads of things going around about you know this company's got you know this amount of funding and more investment is coming into the UK or into Europe and the US and Asia and stuff. But we really wanted to focus and get back down to, you know, the real kind of bottom line of the business and like uh, revenues and cash flow and, and making sure that companies can can survive without having to be rely purely on investment um, to build their business. And I think, um, you know, we were seeing some companies that we were working with spending nine months to try raise investment. Um, and 
uh, either raising not enough to get them, you know, more than a year, and they have to go through the whole investment process again, or they were uh, finding that investment suddenly, you know, disappeared uh, after about eight months because something like, uh, you know, the Brexit referendum or, or something externally kind of affected it. Right. Um, when, you know, that, that same nine months they could have put into working with uh, building relationships with large enterprises and selling into businesses and generating revenues that way. So we very much wanted to focus on the sales side of things and, and kind of a bit on the marketing as well. But, you know, how do you really go and get into those large enterprises? We saw it at Huddle. Huddle was selling into... Um, <clears throat> on a freemium model and, uh, you know, there was potential for them to be selling into much larger businesses rather than individuals and smaller businesses. And once that shift was made, uh, you know, you could, you know, rapidly see the, the kind of growth and the month-on-month uh, um, kind of revenue would, would, you know, rocket. So we, we kind of saw that firsthand and we really wanted to uh, be able to provide something to help people go through that process themselves um it's it can be very difficult and and quite a scary thing to do and uh it does take up time and resource and we can help companies be more efficient at that and and really uh just you know get those initial steps into these companies then that's that's a good foundation for them to to go on and, and continue doing it themselves and then that's something we want to promote more within the startup ecosystem in London and wherever we expand to in the future, um, that actually that focus on revenue and, and really how, how do you scale your business um, and, and you know, hopefully that's what we're doing through the program. Um, you know, ultimately, I think if you, if you get, go on and you get uh, the likes of Canon or Unilever or eBay as a customer um, or all of them, you're much more likely to go on and then go raise investment as well. And, totally. Uh, you'll have investors coming to you and you'll probably get better terms as well. So um, hopefully that's, you know, what we're trying to promote and um, that's kind of where our, our passion lies as well. You know, uh, our passion, our mission from the very beginning has always been to help see uh, more startups um, survive initially and then go on to thrive. So, sure. Um, Hopefully, this is our way of kind of uh, meeting that mission, let's say. No, I, I, I love that, man. I, I think that's great. But sadly, we're kind of coming to the end of the show. So maybe let's close the show with mentioning where people can get more information about Incubus and the actual program itself. Sure. So um, if you go to incubuslondon.com, uh, then you can see a bit more about um uh, what we do, but if you go to MomentumLondon.com, you'll get a lot more around uh, our upcoming programs. Uh, from there, you can also apply to a program, or you can apply to mentor. Um, but you can learn about how we, um, how the program runs as well, in terms of the the uh, sessions and also ways to keep in contact with us. Um, if you search Momentum London, uh, I think you'll find us on Twitter and LinkedIn as well uh, through that. So um, that's the best way, really. Perfect, man. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time in your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you guys, and have a good rest of your day.
No problem. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. Kevin. Thanks, man. We'll talk soon. Bye. Great. Thanks. Thanks for listening. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com and keep them in the future.